Welcome to the Vita Foods Insights Podcast. Join us as we explore the latest in science and innovation, helping the global health and nutrition industry connect, develop, and progress. Today's host is Charlotte Bastianza, Associate Editor. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another Vita Foods Insights podcast. I'm joined today by Rushva Pariha, who is a sustainability consultant and also the head of sustainability at OmniActive Health Technologies. We had him on our podcast last year talking about corporate social responsibility. So welcome back, Rushva. It's so great to have you with us again. Thank you so much for having me. I, I absolutely enjoy being on your show, so thank you so much. Uh, and I'm Happy. very, very excited uh, to start off this new year with this conversation with you. Me too. Uh, Today we are talking about such an important topic, which is why climate change matters to the nutraceutical industry and what we should be worried about. Um, I think a lot of people do know about the issue of climate change at a macro level, but businesses and all the way down to um, specific individuals don't really know actually how to address it within their specific industry or even their company or even how to make decisions um, within themselves to, to sort of change the conversation and drive action and, and, and impact. Now, Rushva, you're actually speaking at our upcoming Vitafoods Asia Digital Week event, which is taking place from the 2nd to the 4th of February. But this is such a wonderful opportunity to discuss the topic of supply chain sustainability with you ahead of our event and really hone in specifically on climate change. Um, we have been hearing the term climate change and sustainability for a really long time now. But could you define exactly what the role is that it's playing in our lives today? Absolutely. So I, I think this is something that will really, um, but we're, you know, I'm one of those few people I think who have to, who've been talking about this for so long that it almost feels like I'm signing the warning bells much before than they need to be. But very honestly, I think that we're at the tipping point now where we do have to really take climate change and sustainability very, very seriously. Um, you know, according to the recent World Economic Forum report that just came out in November of 2020, um, there's potentially $44 trillion um, at stake. That's more than half the world's GDP that's potentially threatened due to climate-related um, actions or issues that will come up with climate risks. Um, so one, why we have been hearing about these terms for so long, um, we're now at this point where it really starts to matter. And it starts to matter for two reasons. One, because of course, you can see that the earth is getting warmer. The last decade has been the hottest ever recorded. And there is a rise in climate related events. So more people are finally seeing the connections and seeing the repercussions of these things come um, onto their daily lives. And therefore consumers have started to care about it. And so for businesses, uh, I think it's the time to really wake up and um, to say, okay, it's going to impact my supply, it's going to impact my production, and it's now also going to impact my consumer. So this is definitely something I need to start taking very seriously. Um, So I think that's one big change that has really happened in in, um, the recent years linked to climate change and sustainability. Prisha, thanks so much for highlighting that. I think the reality of the warming planet um, really does have very serious implications on everyone's daily life, as well as these companies um, who are actually seeing the impact to their supply chain, I think, especially at agriculture level. Um, But as a nutraceutical industry, 
let's kind of bring that conversation to us and and make it relevant for um, the stakeholders who might be listening to this podcast. What are some of the things we really should be worried about? So, you know, when we talk about sustainability in the nutraceutical industry, what we've typically been talking about is transparency. We have been talking, focusing on transparency as a key element of sustainability um, because, you know, we've seen a push from consumers to do this. And I think every in, every company in our, in our industry today is at some point of that on their journey towards creating transparency. Now, when we but, but what we should be looking at uh, is not just transparency, because yes, transparency is important. Um, but we should also be looking at the sustainability of having to continue to do what we are doing today, uh, which would include looking in the future viability of the products that we have or um, and at the end of the day, all our products really come from the soil. So it's really important to look at the entire supply chain and the productivity of, of the industry on a whole. If we look at particularly addressing this issue around agriculture, um, you know, in 2020, the UN report um, released a report that basically said that we have 60 harvests left in terms of our top soil productivity, and more than 70% of global soils are degraded. Now, this, even if you look at this as an exaggerated um, number, it is still very concerning because for an industry that is dependent on nature, uh, we must bear the burden of really um, not on, of really not only looking at what we are doing today, but also looking at how we can make sure we continue to do what we do today in the future. And it is better really for us to embrace change in our own terms rather than be forced uh, or the hazard change forced upon you. And that change is definitely coming in terms of climate risks to agriculture. Um, and if I can specifically focus, I think, on a few points um, there, you know, we must think about things like rising temperatures are going to result in things like you like lower yields in the products that we want to grow, higher number of pests, which are going to really impact the crops that we grow. It will also impact any of the marine um, products that we're looking at or any other natural products that we're looking to get um, from forests, et cetera. Um, reduced water availabilities. If you look at just India, more than 80% of India's land is expected to be water stressed which will create a larger implication on our global supply chain because a lot of our products do come from regions like India and other regions in the world that are also producing natural products have the same problems with water stress. Uh, extreme weather, that's going to be a big, um, big, big challenge to agriculture, which is going to come really in the form of flash floods and long periods of drought. And that will seriously impact how much we can grow, how we grow it. Uh, and of course, there are already solutions that exist to tackle these, these some of these challenges, um, but they're not ready at scale and not at the scale we want this industry to be growing or we're seeing this industry is growing even, uh, you know, conservative, conservatively estimated companies are growing at about 6 to 7% a year, which means they, they are going to have to meet the consumer demand constantly by more supply. And if that supply is not being able to be grown, um, that's going to create a big challenge for us. 
Arushva, I appreciate you touching on the topic of transparency. I think that's really a priority for our industry as well as uh, as well as others. And this is very much being driven, I think, by consumers who are driving action around this greater issue. But as you mentioned, no matter where our stakeholders are along the supply chain, this nutraceutical industry really does rely very heavily on um, the farming and natural resources sector. So I'm really glad that you've brought up some of these important considerations and realities for the industry. And now that we've touched on some of these areas like water stress and extreme weather and um, this issue of scaling up solutions, um, I'd like to ask you a little bit about where we need to be driving action and what are some of the things that we as an industry can do to mitigate these challenges? So the nutraceutical industry, I think, faces a very unique challenge where they have to deliver the, a clinically efficacious end product that merges the, the high needs and precision that comes from the pharmaceutical sector without having any of the, the negative considerations that are often given to the pharmaceutical center, uh, sector um, in terms of having some kind of environmentally unfriendly practices, etc. Now, these... Um, since we don't, since we are supposed, we're expected to be better. We're expected to be, um, you know, caring for the environment because we are, at the end of the day, we're natural products uh, in different in different formats. So, in that sense, I think transparency is, of course, something that we must continue to drive because transparency allows for us to validate every end point of the supply chain and make sure that we are only sourcing from vendors and practitioners who are respecting these principles that our industry is really built on. So one, of course, I think that it is important for us to continue to drive um, transparency. The second element really is for us to strengthen the, the foundations of our industry, which is in agriculture. Um, which means that we must focus on strengthening practices that are going to be better for, um, you know, better for the, better for the planet, better for people, and of course, therefore, better for um, the companies themselves. Whether we look at, uh, when, when we particularly look at challenges that we can address that are many, many things that we can do at different levels of the supply chain. So I'm going, to give, I'm going to give you some examples perhaps from each of those, each of those levels. Uh, if we are looking at, at the ground level of a vertically integrated company, that's really at the uh, agricultural level, we must try and drive practices that help put carbon back into the soil with regenerative agriculture practices. And those are practices that will really help not just um, continue to allow the soil to be productive, but will also help us mitigate this challenge of climate change um, through carbon sequencing. And for these are big words, but they're very simple practices that really exist, and there's lots of data about them all uh, on the internet for people to look at and and um, and learn from and see how they can translate that to action on the ground. And there are some wonderful players are already doing this with organic um, variants, et cetera. The second is to look at when we think about our transportation, when we think about our production, we must look at how can we make these more energy efficient? How can we reduce the impact that we have um, or we create on the planet itself? Um, you know, by ensuring that we are trying to use renewable sources of energy in our production cycles, 
to look at how energy efficient our production units themselves are, how 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 energy efficient our offices are, uh, and all of these things may seem small, but you know these things really add up. Uh, and at and at the other level, it's also to really look at what are we doing with our waste, uh, which is any industry creates waste. But what we do with it and how we dispose of it really creates a large impact on the planet. And it can, um, and managing that effect, uh, efficiently will really create a large impact towards mitigating climate change and overall sustainability. So the waste, uh, I think waste needs to start to be, we need to start looking at waste not just as a byproduct that can be disposed of, but can we look at, if we start looking at waste, okay, this is a byproduct. Can we see how it can be forwardly integrated into some other business? Can it be forwardly integrated into some other industry? Um, and therefore try looking at those as avenues to make money on um, in your production itself. And if we start looking at things from this strong of profitability, then it will start to seem viable even for businesses to spend that time and energy to make those investments. Because you know, this is not just something you're doing out of um, out of your charitable contributions for the planet. You're doing this because this is going to be good economic sense. And at the end of the day, sustainability is for is threefold. It's for you, for profit, for people, and for the planet. So if we look at it from this three-pronged perspective, really, um, if in all levels of the supply chain, we can we can really be able to create sustainability for the business, not just from for the planet perspective, but also for the future profitability of the business perspective. Rishva, thank you for highlighting, I think, the unique challenge that the nutraceutical industry has of, of upholding science at a level of pharma, but ultimately serving um, consumers with brands that that are indeed natural. And that said, natural often means taking from nature. So I think responsible sourcing and agricultural practices is really essential for, for protecting people and future supply chain. I think the investment piece that you touched on is huge. Um, these are not solutions that are only beneficial to um, the planet and addressing these issues of climate change. But as you say, there are real cost-cutting strategies that can be involved here that really benefit um, business sustainability, I think, in the in the long run. Um, but Rishva, it seems so hard to picture these solutions in real life. I mean, we're only really scratching the surface and starting the conversation for a lot of businesses. And many companies are, are far behind in participating in sustainable practices and, and assessing recycled waste and things like that. So there's still a far way to go to um, full sector collaboration and you being so close in this area. Um, I just want to ask, you know, is it all doom and gloom? What would you think are the positive trends that we are seeing for sustainability in the industry? I know that you are quite close to stakeholders that really are driving action and, and seeing where positive change is taking place. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for asking me that question because I honestly, I feel like sometimes when I talk about climate change and sustainability, everyone comes back from this feeling, oh, you know, this is really the end. Yeah, this is, you know, just it's a, full, it's a very negative space to come in because you suddenly hear all these facts and figures and you're just like, oh my God, nothing can be done. It's all it's towards the end. But no, that's really not true. And you very rightly pointed that out. Um, it's really, I think there's, we have to look at this from a lot of optimism. And I think there are lots of players in the industry that are already doing amazing work um, towards making making all of these things come to reality, whether it is 
you know, managing the energy efficiencies, whether it is managing their waste outputs, whether it is managing the agricultural sectors. Um, and and this is uh, something that, you know, we should be very, very proud of as, a, as an industry sector that we are, we have so many players who are really taking this challenge on uh, and addressing this, not just from a, uh, what is going to be good for me today perspective, but from um, from a long-term point of view. Um, so I think that, yes, there are lots of players who have a long way to go. And I think this is true with with any sector in the world, right? It is, it's not just a nutraceutical industry challenge. It's a challenge across the world where there are some players who are doing really well. There are some players who are just about starting off their journey. But I think that it's important that as an industry sector, we allow or we continue to have more of these conversations that encourage everybody who hasn't yet started their journey to really start this journey off because um, this is something I've always said is sustainability is really a journey. It is a journey of starting today and then going on and taking more and more steps. Uh, and as you see the benefits coming to you, it, those uh, going forward in that journey will just, you know, it, it will make economic sense. Um, so I think that it is really important for people to start on this journey. So even if it means starting at one level or at one point, um, wherever they might be. Um, and once you start, I think that's when you can start seeing the benefits and the impacts that you're going to get from it. And therefore, you will continue to make those investments. Um, one, And I think one really positive trend, um, I think that I am definitely seeing is, is of course, uh, you know, this whole movement towards ensuring recycling. Uh, there is a movement with looking at sustainable packaging. Um, there is, of course, a push towards being more energy efficient across the industry. And when we look at the trends that are coming out of the industry in terms of the kind of products uh, that are booming, we're also seeing a lot of hope there, um, you know, because a lot of those products are really um, going to help with carbon sequencing more because we're going to do more agriculture and we're going to do it in the right way because we are pushing towards organic. Um, so I think that there is hope uh, and, um, and there is a lot of like optimism that, that exists, but um, I, I feel like it is, it's not enough. Um, and I feel like we should all look at doing uh, much more uh, as an industry. Rishwa, thank you so much for, for sharing those insights. I think um, one of my favorite quotes, and I think it's quite relevant to what you were saying um, by Robert Swan, is that um, the greatest threat to our planet is actually the belief that someone else will save it. And I think that's really relevant in tackling the issue of sustainability and climate change is really a collective effort from businesses and industries all the way down to individual people. It's a journey, I think, as you mentioned. And the most important thing to me is that we just start with any type of action, whether that's rethinking business models or making small behavioral changes within ourselves. Um, Rishma, thank you so much for joining me to talk through some of these prominent issues concerning climate change and how it is relevant to the nutraceutical industry and, importantly, the type of action stakeholders need to be seeking. You um, obviously will be speaking um, I'm presenting a session on addressing the greatest supply chain sustainability concerns on the 2nd of February 2021 as part of Fighter Foods Asia Digital Week, which will be operating on local Singapore time. Um, Rishva, do you want to just um, tell our listeners a little bit about what you're speaking on? Absolutely. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I will be speaking on the 2nd of February um, 
So everyone must go check it out. Uh, and I'll be really talking about some of the challenges that I did talk about during my talk, to, during my talk conversation with you today, uh, which is really looking at the climate risks that exist within the nutritional industry, looking at specifically in terms of agriculture, what can we do? What are the kind of practices that we can employ? Uh, and how can we really mitigate the risks that are really coming out of things like extreme temperatures, reducing amount of water availabilities and, and extreme weather conditions. Uh, and in addition to that, we'll also be addressing some of the challenges that come with um, supply chain transportation um, and um, larger issues of waste so that we can touch upon all the things that you can start your journey with. Um, mm -hmm. I think it would be a little teaser for you, uh, for everyone who joins into that conversation to see, okay, here's where I can start my journey. Uh, and I hope that many of you do decide to take that step uh, as, and start Super. your sustainability journey. Rushba, I can't wait um, for your presentation. I think it's going to be really, really valuable. And I'd encourage anybody listening in to go ahead and register. There will be a link to that on this page. Registration is open and free. And I'd encourage anyone listening to register and get Rushba's session into your schedule so that we can all drive um, some action and change around this really important topic that affects us all. Rushba, it's been such a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's always so good to connect with you. It's always amazing. Thank you so much for having me.